G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, there have been such huge developments with what has happened in Victoria and the passing of the so-called conversion therapy bills that criminalises Christian prayer, pastoral care, not only that, but the medical community and also parents who are under the gun, all of the above, facing the potential for jail time and very heavy fines if found guilty along the lines of giving any sort of advice whatsoever to anyone who has any unwanted same-sex attraction. Things are changing very quickly and these wouldn't be the only laws that are changing that are to the detriment of the Christian church. And some are saying the Christian church has been found sleeping while all of these things have overtaken a nation. Let's talk through some of these issues today. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch back with us. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Always great to be with you. Bill, you've got one of your latest articles called While They Slept, The Enemy Came. Give us some insights here into a a biblical foundation and where you see things as being at today. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, most of your listeners might have uh, recollected that bit. actually comes from one of the parables of Jesus, uh, Matthew 13, the wheat and the tares. I was always interested in how that begins, uh, where Jesus says they were sleeping, uh, the enemy came and planted his tares amongst the wheat, and he goes on to talk about they grow up together. So the emphasis there for me was uh, while they slept, uh, which of course sounds pretty much like so much of the church today and and often in the past when it comes to these very things. Uh, In this case, the Victorian legislation, which is absolutely diabolical, absolutely demonic in nature, uh, but yet so many Christians either asleep at the wheel, unaware of it even happening, or if they are aware, clueless as to how dangerous it's going to be. So, yeah, I began my latest piece on our conversion therapy law with uh, that parable, uh, but I've done about 30 articles already on this kind of legislation that's been passed elsewhere. Uh, New Zealand's looking at it now, but Victoria may have some of the most draconian uh, provisions of all of the laws thus far. Remember, 10 years in prison if you're found guilty, $10,000 fines and so on. So even a parent telling his child, thinking of changing his sex, uh, well, I don't know if that's a good idea, son. Uh, Again, you can end up in prison for simply saying that under the Andrews legislation. Bill, quite a bit of conversation about the issue over the past week or more. 
But interestingly here, you're taking aim here, uh, not so much at the issue that's at hand, because it is dreadful. Everyone uh, that has appeared on this program recognises just how bad that law is and how much it puts everyone under uh, like a criminal risk. Uh, But you're taking a little bit of aim here at Christians within the church. Uh, This whole illustration that Jesus tells about the wheat and the tares Uh, Well, these weeds, the tares, they're growing up within the body of believers. How does that fit with with what you're saying? Yes, well, we have to target both, don't we? Uh, Obviously, what we can call evil governments and corrupt and evil rulers who are pushing anti-Christian hatred and bigotry upon us, as Dan Andrews has been an expert at for so many years now, we have to target them. We have to be aware of them. We have to give them credit where it's due, in this case, blame for all their evil legislation. But the second group that does need to be targeted, sadly, is so much the Christian church, a church that's been asleep, hasn't been aware of these things, or worse yet, has uh, gone along with it, tried to tell us, oh, it's not a not really a bad bill. It's not going to impact you. Don't get all, you know, you're getting all alarmist about this legislation. So in my piece, I'm I'm talking about the tares and the wheat and saying, well, look, they are like a fifth column. Uh, if you know your wartime history, uh, during times of war, there would be those who within a country actually aid and abet the enemy. So we refer to people like that as the fifth column. They're infiltrators, they're really enemies, and uh, sadly, as Jesus made it clear 2,000 years ago, we'll have exactly the same thing happening in the churches. There'll be fake Christians growing up right with us in our churches and our uh, assemblies and our meetings. There'll be those who claim to be believers but are really tares, and they will be really siding with the enemy. And, of course, we have so many examples. Just a few years ago when we had the whole debate on homosexual marriage, there were plenty of these fake Christians coming along saying, oh, it's a great thing, Jesus would do it, there's nothing wrong with it, and nothing will change when it happens. Yeah, well, these are the tares, and, of course, they've been like activists themselves lying their uh, teeth off when they said nothing would change. Here, just a few years later, we're facing the prospect of parents or pastors or you or me going to prison simply because we uh, affirm our children in the, the desired sexuality they want or we want for them. Some churches tend to have groups that arise within them that are a lot more liberal. The idea of going along with a radical policy like this, and uh, I won't name denominations, but there are some major denominations that these groups have arisen, and they're small groups, but they're vocal, and they're the ones, obviously, that legislators are seeing and assuming that the church supports the sorts of laws that they're passing. What are your thoughts for being mindful of groups that are arising within major denominations? Yeah, well, we could name names, couldn't we? I mean, it should be obvious some of the groups. I mean, there are entire kind of mainstream denominations now in Australia and overseas that pretty much are fully on board with the radical agendas, the radical homosexual agenda. And then I could even name what would be very 
conservative evangelical denominations that also have within them, as you say, smaller groups of activists who are bent on steering the church away from historic biblical Christian views and all things, including sexuality, and pushing that agenda. So, yeah, we've got uh, plenty of tears within our own congregations and denominations to deal with. So that's the bad news. But the good news is there are some who are totally opposite, who have stood strong and are saying, no, we will not cave into this. And so I feature some of those uh, brave Christians and groups as well in my article. Well, listeners will be aware that hundreds of church leaders in Victoria were signing all sorts of joint letters and petitions uh, for Victorian legislators. But if you were singling out any particular church leader for making a stand in the affirmative, in the sense of uh, standing against these sorts of laws, uh, any any of comes to mind? Well, yeah, as you say, a big two-page spread, for example, in the Herald Sun just a few days back, which a friend of mine at the ACL helped put together. It did have several hundred uh, various Christian leaders. But uh, since then, since this law has gone through, uh, somebody, some of your listeners may know of the Presbyterians in New South Wales, and specifically Reverend Dr. Peter Barnes, uh, he has put out a press release, which I linked to in my article just a few days ago now, saying we as a group will not submit to this kind of law, just as Daniel and his friends could not, in good conscience, submit to any ungodly uh, rules and laws that the pagan leaders were making back then. Uh, the same here. We will not submit. So I... Uh, certainly did in this case single out Peter Barnes and his Presbyterian colleagues, at least in New South Wales, who are standing strong, have declared their intention. And by the way, I did this too. When I first wrote about the Victorian passage last week, I closed one of my articles with what I called a declaration of intent. And there I said, look, if some struggling homosexual comes to me and says, I want to deal with this attraction I have. I don't really want it. Can you give me a bit of counsel? Can you give me a bit of prayer? I said in my declaration, yes, I will. I will give them counsel, and I will pray, regardless of what Dan Andrews wants to do. If he wants to imprison me for a decade, well, tough, Dan. I will obey God rather than man. So it's good to see others like Peter Barnes coming out saying the the very same thing. Is it likely, Bill, that church leaders in Victoria may take that sort of stand themselves and will just completely ignore, even though there may be set-ups and all sorts of things Mm -hmm. that could be to the detriment of their own personal role and their church, that they will actually stand against that and uh, continue to offer Christian counsel when it comes to these issues of truth? Well, yes. Uh, again, we'll have both. We'll have those who will stand strong here in Victoria. Uh, they will resist these unjust and anti-Christian laws, really anti-Christ laws. And yeah, they'll be willing to pay the penalty and suffer the consequences. However, sadly, there'll be many Christians, I suspect, maybe even more, who will wimp out, who will compromise in the name of a 
tolerance, a fake love, a fake acceptance, will say, oh, well, I, I, I have to go along with this law. After all, Jesus would do the same, wouldn't he? He doesn't want to make anybody feel bad about their sexuality. So I think there'll be a, a, a real split here. Those who stand strong for God's truth and against the demonic uh, advances, the, the Andrews government and others who will go right along with Dan Andrews and basically go against biblical truth. So if this serves as a, you know, a dividing line, uh, well, separation, here you go, the wheat and the tares. Uh, in that sense, this is all a good thing. It separates the men from the boys, the real Christians from the fake ones. Bill, one thing I guess that most listeners won't be aware of is that this, as it's been unfolding in Victoria, has actually attracted quite widespread international attention. Yeah, well, certainly both good and ill. I mean, the homosexual press around the world is certainly uh, very excited about what they see here. But more to our point, uh, various Christians around the world have been highlighting the situation in Victoria with this new bill. Uh, One in particular I quote in my recent piece is Carl Truman, who's quite a famous British-American evangelical leader. He's just written a new book on these matters, which I'll be doing a review of soon. But he uh, wrote a whole piece just a few days ago saying just how bad this law is in Victoria and how... uh, you know, Christians in England and America better wake up and take note. If they can get this bad in Australia, it'll get that bad here as well. So, yeah, a lot of attention to this case. Well, we started talking about being asleep, and there's a certain sense in which we could put ourselves on a spectrum here. Those who are either asleep or awake and then those who'll have some knowledge of what goes on, uh, some who'll have an opinion about that thing that's happening, and then those who'll have a conviction. Taking that a step further, there are those who'll take action. Somewhere on that sort of spectrum, we all sit. And uh, your challenge, Bill Muhlenberg, is to not be asleep uh, when you're talking about your article, While They Slept, The Enemy Came, and certainly that vigilance, which is necessary. A lot of Christians will be looking to their own Christian pastor or priest leader and wondering what's happening with their church and their leadership in a time which we might all describe as a time of crisis when it comes to the way that Christians are being treated. I'll point people to your articles, Bill Muhlenberg, you can simply Google Culture Watch one word or go to BillMuhlenberg.com. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 